Hello and welcome to the 78th episode of the NL Feast podcast, your favorite podcast about your favorite division in baseball. My name is Sam Clark and with me as always, the chicken to my salad, Brandon Gross. You eating a little chicken salad? You got a little chicken salad? I- I have done maybe the most frugal slash gross thing I've ever done in my entire adult life, which is the the local market right across the street from my apartment. Uh, not going to dox myself and tell you what it is. It uh it did chicken breast on sale down from five ninety nine to one ninety nine. Whoa! And they made it. I know, and they made it sound like it was a one week thing. Like get it now, but now it's the third week that it's been on sale. But the first week I bought a just a ton of it and put it all in the freezer and froze it as like a meal prep save money idea. Um, so I've been eating a ton of like chicken salad, anything with chicken breast as the protein, and it's back on sale this week. So they really got my ass. I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> it might just be their new price that they uh, they keep being like, act now. You want to get it quick, dude? You're turning into that chicken guy in Philly. Have you seen the chicken guy in Philly? Oh, the rotisserie chicken. The man? rotisserie chicken guy. Yeah, for a little context for people who are unaware, there's some guy on Twitter that's eating a rotisserie chicken every single day, and he's on his 40th day, I think, as of. I think today. he's done. I think he accomplished it. Uh, a day or so ago, it was it was a, a sharp cutoff at uh, at forty. I think forty was the goal. Yeah, I think I would. I think I would die by the like not even a month in, right? Dude, I can't even do a leftover rotisserie for lunch the next <laughs> day. I start gagging. <laughs> I uh, well, he's doing the entire thing in one day, right? Oh yeah, I can never. I can't eat a whole rotisserie. No, I, even if you like spaced it out, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, I, I don't know no. if I could uh, if I could. I have that. a that breast means... and I have a wing and or a drumstick, and that's and it. you call it a day. Call I it uh, a day. I, uh, I I also would feel the blood on my hands of knowing that there was forty full chicken carcasses that were resp- my responsibility. I think would would lean me closer to vegetarianism than I'd care to admit. You're saying that the the grossness of of uh, looking at a chicken carcass every day. And or just knowing can... that I am responsible for murdering oh, gotcha. forty chickens in a little over a month, I think. Which I mean, who knows how many I'm actually I'm actually contributing to? But it's it, ignorance is bliss. Well, how many are, how many do you think you're contributing to with your dollar ninety nine chicken breast purchases? Um. Well, I would. So I uh, correct me if I'm wrong. There's two breasts per chicken, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, <laughs> and imagine. Uh, so I would say I I don't know though because it's not like I'm eating the thighs and the legs and the wings and the other aspects of the chicken you know I'm just having this so I mean I probably a lot honestly yeah you're putting me on the spot probably a lot <laughs> chicken murderer chicken murderer I had a I had a veggie dinner last night though not a not a vegan dinner but a veggie dinner because it was one of those things where it was like ten o'clock at night. Everything was closed. I didn't want to spend money, so I just kind of made do with what I had and ate like three potatoes and three eggs and made like a fake breakfast hash thing. Oh, that's good. It's funny yeah, that's that's, fine. that's like borderline vegetarian. You know, so yeah. you still got the eggs. Like it's like I not the eggs. You know, because some not... vegetarians don't eat eggs. Some do, right? It's con- it's controversy in in the vegetarian community, right? Isn't that the vegan cutoff? Vegans don't eat eggs because it's an animal well, byproduct. It was the cheese cutoff. Or is that the same hmm. thing? Cheese, egg, lumped together, both animal byproduct. Yes. I is, is an egg dairy? No. It's, po- it's it's more like, I don't know, it's more meat to me. It's not meat, but I don't know. Cause, cause, okay. Is an egg dairy? We're already Googling things very early on the podcast, but I got to know because I did do veganism for like 30, 30 days once in college, and it wasn't too bad. Eggs are not a dairy product. Okay. So they're a dairy product. Because I, like, I feel like I, I always pictured the line being dairy. That's what I pictured the line being between yeah, vegetarianism like milk, and whole veganism. Milk. And then I feel like eggs, like some do, some don't. Hmm. 
I well, are we talking about one friend in particular who is a vegan slash veg head that just clobbers eggs? I don't think so. Our short king? No, 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 no. Oh, no. okay. I thought this was where we he's, were drawing a distinction. He's eating chicken now. He's he's off the wagon. Oh, he's off the wagon. Oh my god, this guy he was a, a strict veg head for a while, and now he's back on the. He's listen, a meat, he's got he's a meat hound now. He's got to get those gains one way or the other. You know that's what right. I mean? That's, that's, that's right. what the chicken bread's for. I'm feeling bad, though. I haven't been to the gym in like almost two full weeks now. It's just been a very busy, busy month. And so uh, tomorrow I'm ripping the Band-Aid off and I'm going back. I, You know, it's funny. I did the same exact thing. I was off for, I took two weeks off. I was going pretty re- regularly. Uh, then I told you I felt like I maybe had a hernia. So I'm like, you know what? Mm-hmm. Daddy's going to chill for a little bit. Went back <laughs> yeah, yesterday. Yeah. Think the hernia area is fine. I don't think I have one. My okay. arm is killing me, though. Oh, no. Just because you flew there, right? Yes, exactly. All right. <laughs> this guy. The chickens fly. We're going we're gonna to lump everything, everything we're yeah. talking about together. What were you doing specifically that you think? Was it just like regular Dude, lifting? or No clue. No clue. Yeah. I was going easy, too, because I was tr- still trying to like acclimate back into the, to the grind. To the grind. Uh, but it's, I also told you that uh, playing softball, I told you this off the air, but yes. playing softball, I'll repeat myself, but uh, I was... Uh, I was a base runner on first base. The short, the aforementioned short king you just mentioned, mm-hmm. okay, uh, yes, uh, hit a hit a line drive to shortstop, hard hit ball. I had to scuttle my ass back to first, and there was a large man, oh no, a six foot eight man, an oh, ogre, no. if you will, standing there, and my head <laughs> went right in that ogre's stomach, and my neck went, <laughs> and went. I mean, this is what you get for living in Los Angeles. Now you got like celebrities like Shrek playing first base in your softball. Hey, <laughs> how'd you know? I don't dox him, dude. Don't sorry, dox him. sorry, sorry. Mike, Mike, Michael Myers doesn't do the the voice. It's an actual ogre named Shrek. I like it was that Michael Myers. You know <laughs> yeah, I was trying to remember if he, it's Mike, right? Michael Myers is is stab, stab, stab. <laughs> yeah, that guy. Mike Myers is. Uh, shag me, shag me now or shag me later, guy. You know, <laughs> yeah, that's the catchphrase. I don't know. Uh, I'm feeling Randy, baby. That's yeah. what the that's yes, one of the yes, catchphrases. Yes, yes. Are I was you, about to say you, somebody you... stop me, but that's the mask. <laughs> yeah, that's the uh, smoking. Smoking. We could, we could do '90s comedy uh, 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 quotes all day long, baby. We should uh, do podcast alert. Just talking quotes. All Sandler, day. Carrie, Myers. We're gonna hit all those. All those comedy movies. All the classics. All the classics. So how's your neck feeling, though, after you ran straight into I think my neck's fine, but now I'm worried that the arm's a side effect of the neck. So I don't know. Mm -hmm. I might have a David Wright-type injury. I might need to retire. Say it ain't so. I might need to hang up the cleats, you know? I don't know. It's a little too early to be hanging up any sort of athletic activity, though, especially like co-ed softball, you'd think, right? I might be hanging it up. I don't know. We'll see. You're going to go full managerial mode. You're just going to be in the dugout, like, pouring sweat over these lineup cards before you put them out. I'm going to be wearing Dusty Baker latex gloves, rocking a toothpick. Is that a post-COVID thing? Is that a COVID thing? I think it's post-COVID. He didn't do it before. Okay. Has somebody told Dusty that it's an airborne disease? I think he's now, I think he's turned into full germaphobe now. Hey, I don't blame okay. him. He's old as shit. He probably yeah. has anti-vax players on, on the World Series champion Astros. 100% sure, yeah. Um, like any team does. But um, I don't blame him. I don't blame the man. We got to get we gotta get you a latex glove, but it's not a glove. It's a mask, and it goes over your head. What the hell? <laughs> what the hell does that mean? You call me a gimp? Am I, am I in a gimp <laughs> no. costume? Is that what that is? No, no, no. I'm just saying for your health, we should give you a ball and gag mask. Oh, okay. <laughs> What if, uh, okay, what if you went to a co-ed softball team and they all were wearing gag, gag balls? Hmm. 
I think I'd say, check, please. Mm. Get out of that, there quick. That's a, I realize that's a scene from the movie Dodgeball, another old comedy oh, now. Oh, wow. That happens, right? If you can right? dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball, famously. That's right. Also where the, the phrase uh, bold strategy cotton came from, one of the more uh, overly abused movie lines yes. of the last couple of decades. Overused. Uh, I'm trying to think of other ones. I just remember, I mean, oh, ben, ben Stiller doing this, the snake thing. Yeah, the, Yes. Also, uh, and then uh, the one I said initially, if you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge sure. a ball. That's classic. a classic. Also, I mean, if we're thinking of movies that had uh, uh, quotes abused up and down, we got Borat and, and Anchorman sitting right there. Borat right and there. Anchorman. Yep. Classically um, abused. Probably Wedding Crashers has has mm-hmm. some. Yeah. I. Uh, oh, yeah. Level five Klinger. That's one that comes Level, to mind. From I like Crashers. Lamp from Anchorman. <laughs> I like Lamp. Yeah. Milk was a bad choice. Milk was a Remember bad that choice. One? That's right. Yeah. I'm in a glass cage of emotion. Yeah, milk was a bad choice. I think is what uh, what uh, our our short king friend was saying when he was a vegan. That's right. But now he's like, milk was a great choice. I'm milk a, was a great choice. And then what was the? Now. Oh, and then of course the classic from Borat, my wife. Uh, Come on. I mean, there's it nothing doesn't... better than that. That's that's the Mount Rushmore, and that's all four Please. of them. We've got Monet. We've got Vincent Van Gogh, and then we have Borat yeah, saying, we have "My, my wife. wife." Yeah, right. it's a classic. You do anything uh, anything else interesting this week? What's your? It's been a few. Well, it's been a, more than a week since we about a week in. and a half. We're waiting for this World yeah. Series to wind down. Um, we want to be able to see the full picture of the Astros mm-hmm. Phillies. Uh, mm-hmm. I was in Las Vegas for like twenty four hours. Wow, what the hell? That's right. I totally forgot about that. Did you hit yeah. it big? What, did I hit it big? Oh, you know what? Yeah. I came I came in with eighty dollars cash. I left one hundred twenty dollars cash. So baby, that's hitting it big. I'm a That's rambling, a gambling man. My uh, the day we flew in was game one of the World Series, and okay. I had a bet on the line mm-hmm. that was it was a parlay. It was Kyle Tucker needed uh, two hits, yes, six plus total bases, and An the Houston Astros right to win. Game. Let's just let's acknowledge that. that. And the Houston Astros <laughs> to win. Do you remember yes. this game? Yes, I remember this text uh, thread that we had about this. Okay, Kyle Tucker. Uh-oh. First inning, solo home run. Looking great. That's four total four bases. Four total That's bases one right off the bat, yes. Kyle Tucker, I believe third inning or fourth inning. Three-run homer. I got yeah, it. Eight total bases. It's, I think he it's, it's four-nothing there for the Astros. Maybe five-nothing. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. It was eventually five-nothing. It was five-nothing. Five. Five you remember what happened yeah. in game one? Oh, please. I think we all remember what happened in the game Phillies one. The Phillies won six to five. That was the one game they decided to play well. <laughs> and I lost the bet, and I would have won, I think, $270. The odds must have been insane. I put $10 on it. Two plus hits already is like plus odds. Six total bases, that's huge odds. And then you throw a money line on there, which I'm sure was in favor of the Astros, but still is like definitely no more than minus 160, I'd imagine. That's that's just that's insane that you got that close And I to lost it because no, the Astros, the one game they decided to not play like the monster team that they are. Yes, yeah. It's the one that you put money on. I, well, welcome to the woes of sports gambling, my friend. This happens Dumb. all the time. I had a... I had a bet the other day that was uh, Devin Booker to score over 25 and a half points, meaning he had hit 26. Mm-hmm. He hit 25. So Brutal. this is the final shot. Brutal. Come on. This is just I lost goes. all of my uh, baseball playoff bets, but I came close. I said Phillies World Series. Oh, you I said the Kyle Tucker one. Yeah. I had Guardians beating the Yankees, I think. The Guardians of the Galaxy beating the Yankees. Yeah, I remember that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Chris Pratt hits a homer off Nestor Cortez. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I uh I did well, so wait where'd you make your money then because you turned eighty into into one twenty well that was separate this was the I was ah, gambling ah. on sports there I played craps for the first time 
love craps. The craps is my new favorite. No uh, concept of what was game. going on. I was there with my friend who had a little bit better <laughs> understanding. But we kept winning, and I don't know. Okay. I gave the That's guy great. like a forty dollars. I don't know what happened, but I left. Were with you at 120. a table or were you at the? At we're a at game? a table. Oh my god! You were so you just went up to a table. Who were you giving forty bucks to? The the. I don't know the, the guy that's in charge. The what they call him? Yeah, the guy well, that's in to, charge. In in craps, you have to like put money down, and then it yeah. determines a number that's gonna that's gonna roll. Did and it. You want to roll that number before it rolls a seven. Yes. Is the strat is the very very basic strategy? Wait, then you can cra- make- yeah, craps. They and they have like the yeah. numbers, and it's like five and. The- and they roll die at the at yeah the table. yeah, and they have the hook. Yeah. they have the big hook. They have the hook. They have the cum bets, which I think is my favorite terminology in all of Vegas. I didn't hear bet that. On- I didn't hear anything about cum bets. You can bet on the cum, Brandon. <laughs> cum or don't cum. Those are the two Not bets. Not touching it, buddy. <laughs> Not touching or that listen, one. Our podcast is already uh, described as explicit on Apple Apple Podcasts. So I'm I'm, I'm using Vegas terminology. Listen, that's just that's just what happens. I know. Um, well, good for you, dude. Yeah. I'm glad that you made some money. So I, did, I lost a lot of money on craps. So yeah, yeah. I'm not. not, not uh, like, no. You know, Vegas. I think I was there for the perfect amount of time. I think 24 I, hours is. Yeah, dude. Even 48's pushing it. I was there for I think a little over 48, and it was like I need to get no the desire. Out of Dodge. Yes, no desire. Where were you staying? Uh, we stayed at the Rio, okay, which has not been updated since 1975. Oh, dude, there's a fun of there's a bunch of very fun casinos that are just like time. What's the word I'm looking for here? Time uh, stops. Frozen in time. Frozen in time. Thank you. Yes, of like of different decades, and it's it's kind of fun. But the problem with those ones are the ones where people are smoking four different cigarettes at one time, and you're getting lung cancer by just entering the building. So yes, that's yeah. not no. Good. Everything that's smelled like good. cigarettes. Uh, to make the story brief, in Vegas. The reason I was there, if you remember, was for a film festival. Oh, film that's right. Yes. It was in a film. It was in a film festival. We get to the theater, which is in the Orleans Casino, which I don't know if you're familiar, but that's way off the okay. strip. It's all New okay. Orleans themed. There's old people that's smoking fun. cigarettes at the table. Uh, you got to drive. The Uber driver took us through like a warehouse district to get there. Not fun. Vegas. Oh, my God. We yeah, get there. Yeah. Uh, we walk into the theater. Uh, we hear a guy who's moderating and it goes, how many filmmakers here? We walk in holding a beer because it's Vegas, whatever. Um, As you should. And we go in and we go, woo, we're filmmakers. And we look at the audience and there's four people there. <laughs> oh, no. It gets worse. Four people. Four people. Uh, the guy goes, okay, who wants to say something? So whatever. We gave a little spiel about the movie. We're like, this is going to be a goof. We're s- talking to three people about this. And there's mm-hmm. one other guy who's a cinematographer there. Okay, cool. We we watch some of the movies. They're not great. Probably about ten other people do walk in for another film, and probably like five other ones. So maybe maybe we ended up having like twenty total. So not yeah. totally sad, not, but still okay. sad. Our film's last in the slot. The film before ours ends. It goes to credit, uh, or it's about to go to credits, and the lights come on. Oh, and then the people that were the ten people, and they were sitting oh, in our row, no. they go, "Where are our credits? Where are our credits? What's going on?" So we wait a minute, the lights dim, the credits start to roll. Okay, we're back on track. It ends. Our film's supposed to be next. Next, The lights come on. What no are they film. doing? Where's our film? Um, I wait about two minutes. Fortunately, everyone remembered that there was another film, which was ours. Oh, thank God. Okay, um, and everyone favorite. goes, oh, where's the other film? I thought there was another film. And I announced to the crowd, I go, hey, guys, because no one from the film festival is in there. <laughs> no one's stepping The up. guy left that was moderate. I don't know. I go, hey, guys, our film should be on now. I'm going to go check with someone if you want to watch. Thank you guys so much. I appreciate it. I run outside. Um, 
I go to the booth where they were when I initially checked in. No one's there. Okay. They've gone. Oh, my God. Oh, my I God. I walk back to the theater. I announce to the 20 or so people that are there. I go, hey, guys, I don't know where anyone is. I don't want to keep you guys from waiting. I appreciate you for coming out. I'm announcing this to the to the movie theater. I go, I appreciate you guys wanting to watch it. I'll send it to you guys. Blah, blah, blah. At this point, I'm pretty pissed. And I go outside and I get the phone number of the, the main guy. I call him and I go full Henry Hill's Goodfellow on his ass. Oh man! And like, and you know, you know me. You know, I don't, I, I, I don't get pissed you're like not that. A, at you're people. not a controversial or a, a confrontational person. Uh, yes, at all. I'm not trying to fight people. Um, but this guy, I was fucking ripping into. <laughs> um, long story short, they uh, end up playing our movie at 10 a.m. the next day. It doesn't matter because we left. We fucking we're oh back in L.A. God. We booked this. But um, the good thing is, I looked him up prior to this ordeal. And I knew that he ran two other film festivals. And I said, you're Uh-oh. putting us in there. Oh, smart, dude. And we will be in those two film festivals. We didn't get our money back. Hell we yes. had to pay money for the hotel. I was just about to say, there's an entry fee. And I'm sure the entry like, fee, travel he, and lodging. That was the argument. The entry fee was he refused to give back to us, pretty much. Because he's like, I'm giving you free passes to this next film festival, which is in L.A. in December. I'm going to give you six free passes to the film festival, and that's worth $90. I'm like, you know what, dude? I'm not arguing with you over the $35 entry fee. Yeah. yeah. So, but whatever. We'll be in those film festivals, and I'm sure we're going to have a nice slot, and it'll be very nice to us. That's insane. That That is like, uh, that is a worst nightmare. You travel across the, uh, across the country to go. Dude, imagine if we weren't. I mean, luckily, LA's a 45-minute flight yes, for us yes imagine yes. if it was you and you came from new york went f- and went to Vegas. five hours yeah they're yeah. five hours back oh i would have ripped his head off so what was his excuse did he have any like so was his... it was the theater's fault basically okay. i guess these theaters now have like automatic lights hmm. okay yeah and, um, and, also and i guess it was they... program and no one was there and it, it was like convoluted where was he did he say where he was yeah that's what i said i said you guys need to have i was repeating to him i was like if you run a festival you need to have someone there and he goes i was there till 10 p.m talking to a filmmaker but then i left to prep for today so no one was there from the film festival and then i didn't tell you the best part when i was on the phone with him i go back to the theater because i step outside to talk to him and they're like closing the gate of the theater (laughs) they're closing the gate they go bye bye we're leaving (laughs) and then a few minutes after that the the aforementioned other filmmakers that were in there, they walk yeah. out and they go, Hey, your movie did play for five minutes and then it shut off when I was on the phone <laughs> with the guy. <laughs> it didn't even finish? No, it played for five minutes oh, and they shut it off. And dude. yeah. So, Fucking racket. This is bullshit. It's Put a me racket. On the phone with this guy. The Put film the industry is a guy. racket. Oh, damn. I'm sorry that happened, man, but it sounds like you made the best of it. You came out kind of on top if you think about the craps winning so that's not yeah nothing. if you ignore the flight in the hotel i was in the green <laughs> yeah you're in the green yeah there you go oh that's I was a in the black experience. i mean that's it's not the green's not the color no well no, i was, I was in, the in the green, green too green. you're in the green that's money baby money money rules everything around me you reminded me of a story to tell and i'm blanking on what it was Ugh, whatever i'm sure it was vegas related do you remember what sports book you bet your uh your your sports down was that at the, the rio oh no no this was this is off. This is off the grid. Oh, this is off the off Vegas the grid. grid. Okay. Yeah. All right. Try not to try not. Like to I said, Henry that. Hill's Goodfellas. You know, <laughs> I, the 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 ideal comp would have been Casino. You know, if you were thinking of Scorsese <laughs> movies. 
That's actually a great point. That would have been the best comp. But I was thinking of the Goodfellas scene where he goes across the street to beat up Karen's neighbor in Goodfellas. Ah, uh, okay. That's how I felt yes, in yes, the yes. film festival guy was Karen's neighbor. The know? idea of you being angry above like a four mm-hmm. out of ten on the on any sort of anger scale is just like an alien idea to me. Just an alien yeah. concept. I don't, yeah, think don't ever fuck around, you buddy. Don't try to fuck <laughs> okay. around with me. You're gonna come break some knees. You spent four you spent twenty four hours in Vegas and you learned some tricks, baby. I did. All right, Brandon. Well, I'm sorry that happened to you, man. Uh, I'd love to keep talking, love to keep chatting. But unfortunately, we have uh, we have obligations here. We have to talk about baseball, my friend. There is a World Series that just wrapped up. And Brandon, it's the end of the MLB season. End of the season. We're sad. We're remorseful. I don't know if we're remorseful. We're remorseful. <laughs> what we have to be remorseful for. Um, uh, and and we're gonna give a, a, a eulogy at the end, right, Brandon? You've written a few words. Is that correct? Oh, uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just making sure. Just making sure. So we'll talk about the World Series. The Phillies lose to the Astros in six games. Uh, then we'll touch on a couple other things. The Mets signed Edwin Diaz for five years, a hundred million dollars. We'll see what that looks like, and we'll talk about some of the NL East free agents. Where are they going? Degrom, Nimmo, Swanson, Duvall, Jansen, and Segura. Then we got our classics, Feast or Family, Degrama de Week, slash Degrama de Year, Feast Fan Questions, upcoming schedule, upcoming schedule, what are we doing here? And, and, uh, and then the outro, of Brandon, before we get to that, we got some ads. Today's episode of NL Feast is brought to you by Sports Drink, your digital water cooler. Sports Drink is a newly created internet community that tries to find the intersection of sports and not sports. They're here to help us grow and to hate your favorite team. A rising tide lifts all boats, so go check them out online or on social. Go to sportsdrink.org or open Instagram and type in at S-P-R-T-S-D-R-N-K. That's spelled like sports drink without the vowels. All we ask is that you close the door behind you. We're trying to not let the funk out. And we're back, Brandon, just in time to talk about the six-game World Series. And boy, there was there was some there were some highs, there were some lows, there were some offensive breakouts, there were some defensive moments. We had the Trey Mancini uh, first base grab, we had the McCormick center field grab off JT Real Muto, we had a Jordan Alvarez 450-foot homer to deep center. It, it, it there was fireworks abound, but uh, but let's just kind of talk about your experience. Uh, Phillies come out hot, right? They win game one after being down 5-0, uh, unfortunately for you, as we've, as we've earlier, as we discussed earlier. Um, what were you feeling at that point? Were you feeling confident in your Phillies World Series bet, or were you starting to wonder if, like, uh, if they had the magic? That, that oh, no, yeah, I thought, it was, I thought it was full. Game one, mm-hmm. especially after the Phillies played from the Segura big hit against the Cardinals in the wildcard game to then, you have to be like, oh, they're continuing the momentum. Yes, they're red hot right now. And this they're is red the, hot this is now. The I mean, after you come back story. against the Astros at in Houston five five nothing, you're like, mm-hmm. oh, this is. Well, you wash your hands of this. It's done. The, the, yeah, the, please. An NL East team's taken down the Astros again. But from there on, man, the Astros just they kind of. I know the Phillies won two, but it's like, yes. dude, the Astros creamed them. They kind of creamed them. And also, my hey, remember my prediction last week? I said Astros in six. Did you? I said maybe Phillies in seven or Astros bet in on five it, was my I did prediction. say that. And then, you, and then you had a crazy one that was like Phillies in seven was your other one. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Well, I mean, uh, the Astros did sh- not show up in one game. Let's let's be let's the uh, game three. Yes. They lost seven to zero. Yes. Uh, that was the Lance McCullers tipping his pitches thing. Yes. Did you see that? Right. Yes, I did. Yeah. see that. 
What did you think? A little obvious with that leg coming up there, huh? I don't know. I I did not have the keen eye to notice it, but I, it seems like other MLB players have come out and said, like, oh, yeah, the, he definitely was. And obviously there's the video of Bryce Harper telling Alec Bohm, like, I got something, dude. So, That's great. Isn't that great baseball moment where he's just like, Bohmy, Bohmy. Yes. He's just, like, screaming at him to come back from the on-deck yes. circle and just be like, this is it. Off-speed, leg goes weird. Fastball, it's a, it's more of like yes. a, a kind of thing. Yeah, and also there's that video circulating of him doing it in the bullpen too. So he was like, oh, it, oh, what do you think? That. Okay, I would love to talk to you about this. What do you think of like the the Phillies fans verbally harassing McCullers in the bullpen? Are you for that or against it? Well, yeah, I mean, you know, originally the Phillies had the bullpen, their own bullpen was up there, but then they go, oh wait, uh, we're in Philly, and they moved, they swapped it. Around, Bullpens, I think a few a bunch of years ago now, but um, okay. I I mean I'm I I'm not a fan. I don't really like bullying the players. Like you have to be a re- you know that's not my speed, but it's like that's it's not, Philly. That's where I'm at too. It's Philly. It's like it's gonna happen. It's the World Series. You know, Philly needs to use their competitive advantage of being loud as heck and like kind yeah. of bullies. So you know, it happens. You kind of have to expect. It. I mean, the I think MLB pitchers have a zone that most of them can lock into mm-hmm. where they don't hear that shit. They have yeah, to, they right? Don't. You otherwise, you're yeah. And also, they weren't. They could have been saying a lot worse things. They were th- saying things like "my grandmother could tee off on that" stuff like that. Yeah, like, that's your best thought. Whatever, that's pretty innocent. But like, if you attack like family or go off the anything a little bit more personal like that, then I think you're really crossing sure. the line. Yes. I, I guess my I guess my whole thing is like I would never do that. I don't. I can't imagine yes. ever being like unless I was going real goofy about it. Like hey, oh, which I guess a couple of those guys were doing. But I yeah. just can't imagine like looking another person in the eyes and just trying to trying to verbally harass them enough to get into their head never like uh i because i when i go to a dodger stadium i always like to go near the mets bullpen it's fun to me mm-hmm. they have a cool i don't know if you remember they have like a nice little you can hang out and look down at it yeah um yeah. I, i'm not yelling at freaking you know i wasn't yelling at seth lugo or trevor may when i went i was like that's cool yeah. there they are you know what i mean it's like and i even think the people that are doing the opposite where they're going hey get my kid a ball get my kid a ball my kid needs a ball trevor <laughs> trevor throw the ball to get that's equally as annoying i think yes that's also that's also annoying. like unless they're hanging agree. out it's like you know and they're just like sitting there and they're probably not gonna pitch that night and you know that yeah. you know maybe but it's like i don't like that stuff i'm not a fan of it the the worst is like you mumble under your breath and you go, "Frickin' this guy sucks." It's no, I don't know. Sucks. Yeah, no, yeah. I don't know what you do. I guess I just saw a few videos of that and was like, "Okay, this is kind of wild. This is a little wild." Yeah. Um. But yeah. So uh. So the Astros lose a major lead in Game One. Philly storms back. Game Two. Astros go up five two. Now this is the game. Was this the Verlander game? It was the Wheeler and Verlander game? I'm pretty sure, right? No, Valdez. It was Valdez. That's right. Valdez. Um. And uh, yeah, it just kind of looked like a looked like the Astros were going to they were going to go back and forth. Astros score three in the first inning, uh, go up five again at one point, and then the the Phillies kind of claw back in the top of the seventh and the top of the ninth. Um, and then there was the game three. Uh, this was a little unexpected. I don't think anybody had on their World Series bingo card the Phillies uh, putting seven up. Ranger Suarez looked great. Five innings pitched. Four strikeouts, no earned runs. Phillies bullpen come in. They all don't allow a single run, which is obviously a little yeah. uncharacteristic of Phillies bullpens that we've known in the past. Um, and this was all on McCullers. McCullers allows seven earned runs in yep. the entire game. Um, and uh, and it, and it looks like that. It looks like Phillies stand a chance, but that's all. That's all she wrote for Philly. Then the Astros come back, uh, win game uh, four, win game five, and then seal it in game six. Well, game four uh, though. Game four was the no hitter. Oh, you're right. Yeah, Christian Javier and company 
no hitter. And it's it's funny because it the last one was Don Larson, uh, Don Larson on the Yankees, right? Okay. World Series I, against the Dodgers. My grandfather was at that game. Fun fact. No way. My grandfather, yeah. And I was like, I always say to my dad, I'm like, I, I can't imagine. Like, it's crazy. Like, he didn't save the ticket, but I don't think that was like a concept then, where he'd be like, yeah. I'm going to save this, and one day it's going to, you know. Uh, be a valuable artifact. Yes. So, and it seemed like it wasn't, I know it was, maybe if it was in Houston, there would seem like there'd be a little more like, but it's crazy. There was a no hitter. I know it was a team no hitter, but it's like, there was a no hitter in the World Series. Then the last one was, let me see which year it was. Well, also, I mean, this 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 uh, controversy uh, happened in the NL East this year too. Remember, the Mets were celebrating a no hitter despite the fact that it wasn't a starting pitcher no hitter; it was a collective sure. team no hitter. Sure, and it happens Which, a lot. It's kind of common now. I yeah. feel like, yeah. So the last one was a perfect game that Don Larson pitched in 1956. Oh my god, dude! On the Yankees. So your grandfather uh, was, was what, like 20 years old, 25 years old? Uh, no, he was a bit older, so he's probably like thir- 30s. He was born in the twenties. Yeah, so okay. he was in his thirties there, and he's and he was a Brooklyn math? Dodgers fan. So like he ah okay yeah. So okay. he like I I think he was hesitant to go to the game. I think someone from like his office or something was like, "Hey, I have tickets to this," and we went, and it was that freaking game. That's Mad Men stylies. Oh, I got tickets to this game. Why don't you yeah. come with me? I'm in your the office. Client, we're yeah, having, cigarettes. Yeah, yeah, martini. Yeah, we're having bourbon old fashions at noon today. <laughs> yes, exactly. You know what I, I can, I, uh, well, this Mad Men is actually relevant for another reason too. Uh, the Trey Turner, John Ham hype video, which you sent me. And then I did uh, send that to you. Yeah. And then this like consecutively immediately afterwards, I got like four other people being like, look at this wild thing. Um, how much do you think John Ham gets paid for that? And did my other, my other follow up question is, do you think that he knew what F war was before, before he had to read the, I had the all thing? of these same questions that you have <laughs> every single one okay. I had. Um, so my first thought was, it was a CAA video, the the famous agency. Oh yes, the agency. So yes, Trey Turner in the is, world. I assume, signed with CAA Sports, and John Hamm, I assume, is signed with CAA. Oh, of at, course, for talent yes. representation. So yes. I think it was a good yes. little, it was a little synergy. Uh, a little my biz. guy help your guy kind of thing. Exactly, um, but I, he was definitely paid for that, um, dude. Think? I he probably got paid. He might have might have gotten paid like. 10 grand for that. Like I was just about to say 10 was my initial guess a little bit. Oh, a little bit of context for those who are unaware. A video came out um, today, Monday, November 7th. That's like a Trey Turner compilation video where John Hamm is doing a voiceover for it. Kind of talking about how great he is and how every team needs to, uh, needs to make an effort to give him the most amount of money possible. He's versatile and he's, he's like Steph Curry and Jerry Rice and all of these crazy comparisons that start coming to Trey Turner. Um, so you think he knows him? Cause I, okay. So I do have a little bit of, and it's not inside information. It's public information, but John Hamm, is in a is in a, like a now celebrity fantasy football league that's pretty pretty uh, popular with like cousin Sal and Bill Simmons and a bunch oh, of other okay. people in that. Um, so I I know he's a football fan. He's a huge uh, baseball fan. He is okay. He is yeah. He was question. he was at the um, Dodger Stadium All Star Game this year. Um, uh, and he's a big Cardinals fan. So he so he's always he, at games. So he's is a huge he knows, baseball fan. He knows what F war is then. Maybe I don't, I don't know. I mean, he could be an old fashioned guy where he's like, give me, yeah. you know, give me the home. I don't know. You know, look at like, Trey Turner's me. batting average. This guy's great. <laughs> exactly. Uh, really quickly, Don Larson's was against the Brooklyn Dodgers, and so my grandfather okay. was there to root for the team that was perf- that a perfect game was. He was against. on the receiving end of a brutal perfect game. Is what yes. you're saying? He was at Yankee um, Stadium to see the Dodgers win, but the Yankees. Poor grandpa. Yes, poor grandpa. Um. <laughs> Yes, so I do think he's a fan. Does he know what F is? I don't know. I don't want to. Yes. I don't want to uh, undermine uh, John Hamm. 
Because I know he's a big I'm sports go fan. Far, he's a big baseball guy. I'm going to go as far as I think he does. I think he does I think what he F4 does. is. And I think he's, I think he's probably intimately, fami- not intimately familiar with Trey Turner, but uh, knows Trey <laughs> no, Turner very well. they've been intimate. It's a funny story, though. I'm, I'm, I'm telling a, an anecdote that was that somebody else's anecdote that was told on another podcast. But uh, on Simmons podcast, he's talked about how um, when they first started the fantasy football league, they were just like looking for another guy. And this uh, woman they knew was dating some like unknown actor. And so they threw him into the fantasy football league and he was hanging around for a couple of years. And then they're like, oh, we heard John got a got a pilot at AMC. Oh, that's pretty cool. And then it turns into one of like the most prestigious television shows of all time. Amazing. He becomes an overnight celebrity, just like yeah. Oh, so he's been in it pre-fame. He was he was in it before he was. Well, I mean, wow. I'm sure he had other roles, but yeah, he was uh, before he was Don. Uh, wow. Don was a Don Larson. You're stuck in my head, Don Draper. There we go. Don Larson, you Don Draper. Know, you know what's funny? You I bet there's a scene. There might be a scene in Mad Men where they reference Don Larson. I guess it was more in the '60s, but it's possible well, there, that they could have referenced Don Larson in an episode of Mad Men. There's a tragic Mets uh, reference. Do you remember there that? There is. There There's is. a man who. I, spoiler alert! If you haven't seen Mad Men, a television I mean, show at that's this been point, for like 15 years. Yeah. Um, there's a character who commits suicide. The British in, in his office. Yeah. He, in his office, he has a Mets pennant up, and it's like yes. dug up and found and used as like a relic it. and a remembrance of him. Um, I. Uh, you want to know a really, really embarrassing thing about me? Yeah. Remember, I was watching Mad Men, like powering through, made it th- up to yes. season seven. There's yeah. four. I haven't made the last four episodes in like eight months. I haven't watched them. I'm four episodes hell? done from the series. Are you I mean, ill? I didn't it. No, I just put it down for a bit, and then I, we moved, and I got distracted. It's and good. I like the ending. Up. People, people don't like it. I like it. I'm about to have like I, I was telling you. I'm about to have like eight days off work here. Seven days off work. So I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Is this the week? One, this is the week. It starts tomorrow. So um, Miranda's going to be working still, and I'll have the apartment to myself for a while. So I'll just, you know, cozy up with some Mad Men and finally knock it out. And I'll cool. report back next week. Um, speaking of next week, Brandon, you know what next week is? Uh, Veterans Day? The second annual NL Feast Power Hour. Oh, baby, you're excited. Look at that, man. That's a face of an I'm shaking man. my head. For those of you who don't know. SMFH, people. Wow. Freaking head. Friggin' head. Uh, for those who don't know, it's uh, it's what we do where we take one shot of beer every minute for 60 minutes. And, and uh, I almost said in remembrance. It sounds like baseball died in, uh, in, in celebration in of, the, of, of the baseball season. This is our second year doing it, Brandon. Our podcast has been around for two full years now. Isn't that insane? That's insane. Uh, and we've grown so much as Listen, people I, and as, as a podcast. People? And as a podcast, I was two years younger, Brandon. I was just a, I was just a little baby boy last time we started this podcast. I know. Look, now you have a mustache, and I <laughs> it's true. don't. Um, was the mustache pre or post pod? Hmm. I think you may have had. Have you had it for two years? I think I've had it for two years now, dude. Wow. I grew it out in like like COVID, like first few months of COVID. Do you think as it has it gotten to the point where if you shaved it, and we're, we'll get to the rest of the World Series, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about to the point well. where uh, if you shaved it. Would it be yeah. weird for people in your life? Yes. There are people that I've known for almost two years now that have never known me. So you've made friends in, in the last two years. A that ton of friends. only know you Co-workers. as... All right. Don't get crazy. A ton of friends. This? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> we're I old. Met, we don't make a ton of friends anymore. I met a hand, I met enough people that if I were to like show up at the office without a mustache, I think it would be shocking. It would be the talk of the cooler. Yes, and I've also been told by a handful of people that I'm never allowed to shave it because it is it is such a uh, an integral part of my aesthetic now. Do you think you're going to be uh, 
you think is this going Keith Hernandez, Burt Reynolds? Or are you going for? I'm the, worried that I'm going... kind of stuck with it. I'm worried that I'm kind of stuck with it. If I'm being honest yeah. with you, yeah. You think I it's gonna be really... gray and everything? You're going full well, till I, death. I can't really see, but I'm starting to get a little gray hair on the beard. So it's only a matter of time till it starts oh, to wow, creep wow, wow. into the mustache. And okay. you know me. I don't know if everybody knows this about me, but I already, I already went uh, white and gray at a, at right. a very young age when I was mm-hmm. like in high school. Not fully, but like uh, uh, salt and peppery. And now it's slowly You're becoming struck by more. Lightning. Yep. More salt and less pepper. Uh, right. So, yeah, I was struck by lightning. Did I tell you that time I, I got a haircut and uh, the person was cutting my hair and then they like noticed that the, the white went to the roots. So they knew that it wasn't a dye job. And they're like, have you been in a, in, a, in a catastrophic car accident in your past? And I was like, what? No. And they're like, oh, some people like lose uh, growth or color and hair follicles after like experiencing a traumatic experience. I was like, right. first off, no. Second off, why would I talk to that? Uh, like about that to a barber? I've never met. That's before. definitely the same person. That's like, are you a Virgo? Cause you're sitting in your chair. Weird. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Why how are you sitting it, in your chair like that? Um, but they knew it. They knew it. Um, they all right, it. let's wrap up this world series real fast. Brandon. Let's wrap up. This uh, yeah. Series. So post, I feel like the Christian Javier, I said earlier that after game one, but you were right in the Lance McCullers game. So I'd say the Christian yes. Javier, no hitter was the turning point in the World yeah. Series. Game four was so the turning four. point because I thought after seven zero the first game in Philly, you go, oh, the Phillies are going to trounce them in Philly. Yes, yes, exactly. Because it's you such an advantage no to... for a team, but the offense went sleepy. I think even at the end of the seven zero game, it got a little sleepy, and then it kind of powered through through the rest of the series. Yeah, and they just were not looking good offen- offensively, and like the entire Astros bullpen and starting pitching aside from McCullers, was kind of filthy. I mean, after that seven-run game, the Phillies scored a combined three runs over the next three games. So like, that's that's like 2022 Miami Marlins. They, they kind of re- uh, reverted back to the bad Phillies, the, the no no good, no good defense, the, the Reese Hoskins May, June blunder um, yeah. in, in game five. Um, uh, bad bullpen, Alvarado, obviously gave mm-hmm. up the huge home run to Alvarez yeah. in game six. Um, uh, and he also did not look good in, in the, uh, prior game. Yeah. So I think they kind of revert back to bad bullpen, uh, bad defense, defense. Phillies and no home runs. That's the recipe for the Phillies to be. Um, and I do think like the Phillies, like, and we'll get to it, but it's like, I think the Phillies, like, yes, they rode the hot streak, but it's like, it's going to take a little more work for them to get back there. Cause I feel like they, and they were great. They were great, great, great. Once Rob Thompson took over. But I do think they're going to need to make some adjustments because they can't go with like this approach again. They can't do this again. Yeah, they yeah. can't do this again. This was this is a little bit of an anomaly. I think. I think if you repeat yeah. the season a hundred times, the Phillies make it this far like one or two times. Yes, agree. Right. Agree, um, agree. But we are. We both predicted the Astros to win the World Series, though. So I think we were right about that. We did. Yeah. I mean, the Astros. The the maybe the Mariners played the Astros the best. Maybe, but it's like mm-hmm. the Astros still beat them. Well, you know, the only team to sweep the Astros in Houston was the Miami Marlins this year. I know. And I think the only, I think I said the only American League team to sweep them was the Athletics. So I don't know what the hell was going what on. What is going on? Also, shout out. We, we don't have this on the rundown. Um, I should have put it on my bad. But uh, Jeremy Pena winning uh, World Series yes. MVP. Did you see that video there, that photo of him holding the trophy and his biceps look like they were injected? He's fucking huge, man. Dude. This guy's got the biggest biceps I've ever seen. My favorite thing about him is how he went to University of Maine. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? Also, like the weird aspect of Carlos Correa interviewing him, like oh, the guy who he replaced. Yeah, that was that was a little. I, a little I, think, I, wanna... I, I think Correa leaving and them get it, having Pena 
immediately as Astro's black magic, but also it's like cool because it's also is cleansing the Astro's stink yes. a little bit of. We're starting to push the guys out that were uh, that kind of gave yeah. the Astros the bad reputation and bringing in the new guys. Um, I'll give myself a shout out, Brandon. I know we don't like talking fantasy sports on here, but Jeremy Pena was a sleeper that I picked up in uh, in our, our nice. draft initially in fantasy baseball, uh, and it was one of the reasons I made it to the playoffs. Didn't win, but you know. Yeah. Appearances don't I mean, count for for nothing. You know what's funny? He uh, Pena. I think he's got now. Like he became a household name. He had a great season, but he became a household yeah. name in this playoff run. In this series, yeah. In, yeah. in the playoffs as a whole. In the playoffs. As yeah. Whole. All right, Brandon. We got to move along. We're, we spent a lot of time bullshit today. We're getting close to our off season forum, baby. We're 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 knocking it we're in. Back. Um, your Mets signed Edwin Diaz to five years, $102 million. And I'd be very curious to understand what, uh, or to know your opinion on this. Yeah, they didn't waste a moment. So they're in the negotiating window as we record up until Thursday where uh, players that come from a team can only talk to that team until I think Thursday. So Edwin was in that window. He openly spoke about wanting to come back to the Mets, said he's going to sign quickly. Uh, I think... I think it's a great move. And I know there's some controversy because it's the longest or it's the, the most expensive uh, relief pitcher contract ever. But mm-hmm. the Mets need to do this. Their whole bullpen's gone. Adovino's gone. Yeah. Trevor May's gone. Seth, Lu- Seth Lugo's gone. Edwin would have been gone. They need to sign the best closer. Who are they going to get? If, if Edwin walks, if Edwin goes anywhere else, if he goes to the Cubs, what are they going to get? Kenley Jansen? Craig Kimbrell? Yeah. No. No, I know. That's You're a, right. It's That's all a, a step answer, below. I, so I, it's I, like, yeah, maybe at the, the last couple of years, you're going to be eating crap but edwin's only 29 he's not 33 mm-hmm. yeah so no, I, I mean i just we've seen him fluctuate already though which would be worrisome like obviously he was lights out in seattle and he comes to new york and he has a couple seasons that are down and then he has this phenomenal season on a contract year where he puts up crazy numbers looks like mariana rivera coming out to trumpets yeah. um and and i would be a little worried that now that he has the bag that he kind of settles in a little bit and maybe regresses i mean he's not going to repeat last year's season right you don't think that maybe not but if he repeated 2021 which was also a great year he was pretty good 2021 yeah. yeah then i think every Mets fan would be content with that so At 20 million dollars um, over five years not my money baby That's like we'll true. see we'll, okay. we'll, we'll, we'll see how how they allocate other resources but yeah. i this this is not going to stop them from signing re-signing Degrom or re-signing nimmo or pursuing mm-hmm. trey mm-hmm. turner or anything like that yeah. so it's like we'll see what the whole picture is but um, the Mets needed a bullpen. Now they have a huge anchor in the bullpen that yeah, is going to be right. reliable. So, but yeah, I mean, it's possible that in twenty twenty four we're gonna there's gonna be you know Robinson, Robinson Cano two point oh, and since like oh shit, we got like two more years of this guy. Yeah, possible. Yeah, but I think for now, for the Mets trying to win now, uh, they don't have a lot of top prospects coming up. I think I think this is a good move. And who are they going to replace him with? So if, I say good move, Mets. He wanted to be here. The Mets fans have. Uh, embrace the trumpets why not if uh if god forbid he regresses and he starts to become more of like a setup man a seventh inning guy an eighth inning guy do you think they still roll the trumpets out when he's coming out in like the middle of the seventh inning <laughs> well it's a, what's funny is there's gonna be uh at a certain point there's gonna be he's gonna roll the trumpets and something bad's gonna happen yeah yeah it's, it's you know inevitable. so it's i mean inevitable. they 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 avoided it this year because of how filthy he was they avoided it when when they had timmy trumpet come out there and do a live rendition well they but, did have the the snafu in the in the wild card series where it was like when they were eh. down a large margin and they brought him out and did the whole trumpets thing it well they had ESPN's to there would have been fault, more more issues if they didn't do it you know? if they didn't do it at all and espn that was the one time that they did the big broadcast of yes it yes exactly follow, um but. 
Yeah, they probably will. That's probably going to be his thing. I mean, when Jose Reyes came back to the Mets, post being a domestic abuser, post being a good player, they were still doing the Jose, Jose, Jose chant. So, True. So they happen. don't... That Queens doesn't care, my friend. Queens does not care. Queens don't give a shit. Um, all right. NL East free agents. We got to power through these. We are <laughs> taking up our sweet, sweet time today. Um, Jacob DeGrom, where does he resign? Does he go to Does he go to the, the Mets? Does he go to the Braves? Does he go to the I Dodgers? Think he's, what, what happens? I think our guy's going to milk this for a little bit. He's going to stay on the East Coast. I I don't think the, Bra- the Braves fans want to say that they're going to sign out. I don't think they're going to. I, th- yeah. I think, I think uh, the rumors, the Rangers, because uh, they're going to spend too. a lot of money. Uh, they got Bruce Bochy in there. They're clearly in win-now mode as well. I mean, it's kind of negligible. I feel like Dallas to where DeGrom lives in Florida, New York to Florida is kind of the same. But yeah, I don't know. Um, well, the, the draw Mets of Texas te- is also is the state tax thing. There's no state tax yes. in Texas or Florida, and that's a big draw for these humongous contracts. These guys okay, get. that's a good thought. I didn't think about that. Um, and uh, and Greg Abbott's there, you know? So uh, DeGrom <laughs> loves Greg Abbott. We all know. And no, uh, Kershaw um, is a free agent, and he, there was rumors yeah. that he was going to go to Texas. Uh, Texas is so. going to drop some coin this uh, this offseason. Uh, I, I, the Mets are going to offer him a contract, and if he yeah. if he wants to stay in New York, I think he'll he be will. able to. Uh, yeah. I don't know if he does. Who knows? It's hard to say. It's hard to say. All right. Next big one. Uh, I, I'm I'm changing your order of these. It's insulting you put Nimmo ahead of Dan. No, Swanson. I was just going by team. I was going by team. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Blansby Blonspin, Dansby Swanson for the uninformed. Uh, what's he doing? Well, I mean, we got Trey Turner, we got Dansby Swanson, we got Carlos Correa, big shortstop. Uh, Is that everyone? Agency. Yeah, we got uh, some. Three, oh, yeah. Xander Bogarts. We oh, got yeah, huge shortstop free agents, and that means there's open spots in Atlanta, in Los Angeles, in Minnesota. I could see Dansby coming to LA. He's a pretty boy. I don't know. Hmm. I know, but I know he's also a Southern boy. So I think, but I think if Atlanta wanted to sign him, wouldn't they have already done it? You'd think so. Also, uh, he unfollowed the Braves on Instagram. Brandon, did you see that? They love that drama. Everyone loves the I Instagram. Know. Why do they people all unfollowing? People are constantly doing this. I don't get. I. I mean, I guess maybe you and I are both not big Instagram people at all. I don't sure. have an Instagram entirely. I don't, I don't, I don't think, like it. Yeah. Yeah. You. You don't like it. Um. So I. I can't imagine just like the passive aggressiveness of unfollow. I guess it would be the equivalent of like you and me unfollowing NL Feast Pod on Twitter or some bullshit like that. Where it's like, yeah. oh, okay. There's there's some drama stirring up here. Um. I don't think he's going back to Atlanta. Where is he going? I've got no clue. I love the LA guests. Um, he is a Southern boy, though, so I don't. I I really have absolutely no idea. I couldn't tell you. No clue. Couldn't tell you. Um, and there's also other analyst free agents we picked, uh, but these are the big big daddies, probably. Those are the big two. So well, let's let's start, let's touch on uh, Nimmo real fast too. I think that that's a that's a good one. Nimmo. Uh, I mean, he also come wants to come back to the Mets, but it's like, can the I Mets do Degrom, back. Diaz, and Nimmo? Then do they want to? Do they want to bring the same team? I don't yeah. know. Uh, Mets will be in the conversation though. He's a, he was a big Rockies guy uh, growing up, so maybe the Rockies. Maybe let's go hmm. back to the West Coast, sort of. Okay. Um, yeah. I don't know. Mets will Mets will be in the conversation, but uh, gun to head, I'm gonna go crazy. I'm gonna say Nimmo's going to the Rockies. He's going home. Wow. Okay. I'm saying Nimmo to the uh, Nimmo to the the Mets. That's my official take. Okay. All right, Brandon. Well, that's all for our regular our, 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 our weekly segments. Now we're coming to our regular segments. We got Feaster Famine. We got Degrama the Year. We have Feast fan questions, and we have our outro, Brandon. But before we get to that, we got some ads. Today's episode of NL Feast is brought to you by Sports Drink, your digital water cooler. Sports Drink is a newly created internet community that tries to find the intersection of sports and not sports. They're here to help us grow and to hate your favorite team. 
A rising tide lifts all boats, so go check them out online or on social. Go to sportsdrink.org, not .com, not .gov, you know, .org, or open Instagram and type in at S-P-R-T-S-D-R-N-K, spelled like sports drink without the vowels. All we ask is that you close the door behind you. We're trying to not let the funk out. Welcome back, Brandon, and welcome back. Potentially the last feast or famine before the before next year, April next year. Let's get it started, Brandon. We got a feast. This one, it's up to you, my friend. I want you to say it because I think that he's your boy. You were, we were talking about him earlier. We were talking about his little gloves. Tell us who's Dusty our Dusty Baker who's our feast of the day. winning his first ring. I know it's not NLEs related. I know it's at the expense of an NLS team, but D- Dusty Baker finally winning that ring. Good he's for got like him, four, yeah. is it four thousand games managed or something like that. He looks he truly looks like the oldest man in the entire world when he's sitting on the dugout. Yes. It's, but he's it's, also it's funny so as hell. I don't know if you saw him like ready to party and like booze it up and like he was <laughs> no, like I didn't see that. Dude, he was jazzed. Yeah. I will send you some he's videos. Popping yeah. champagne. Dude, good for him. I mean, uh he was a manager a long time on some good teams at the expense of uh uh, hit the Cubs against your Marlins in 2003. The Moisel yeah. Lou Steve Bartman play. Yeah. He was the manager of the yeah. Cubs then. Giants against the Angels. He, my man's been around the block, but he finally got his ring. Good for him. I like that. Good for him. Good for him. Our famine of the week, which is ironic because I think during some time during this playoffs, uh, he was a, yeah. a feast of the week or maybe even a degrama de week. Maybe. Is uh, Reese Hoskins, two for 25, sloppy defense, kind of the, the World epitome Series, of this. Yeah. In the World Series, yeah, kind of the epitome of this uh, of this Phillies, uh, what's the word, floor that we were talking about, what they are capable of yeah. if, if everything went to hell, sloppy defense, sloppy hitting, inconsistent hitting, and, and getting cold at the wrong time, and unfortunately, Hoskins, face of that, face of that, not Schwarby, Castellanos, I guess a little bit if we we're looking at the playoffs as a whole, but I, I don't think he was especially bad just in the series, but... Yeah, Reese Hoskins. Sorry, King. You're a you're a, a Philadelphia Philly, but you just did not. You didn't show up when the the lights were their brightest. Brandon. That's right. Sorry, Reese. Maybe the Phillies consider making a little move or two. I don't know. Maybe move Reese I, around. Maybe get Josh Bell or something. I don't know. Something to think. I'd be kind of shocked on. if they didn't if they didn't do some moves. Something this to chew on, you know. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Brandon. We got our Degrom of the year. Degrama de year. Oh, Brandon, hit us with our Degrama de year. We a got celebration uh, of... manager. We got Rob yes. Thompson. We yes. know the Phillies would not be here if Joe Girardi was still man in the pine. That's not an no expression. But that's... Man in the pond. He's going man duck mode. In the, he's... Man in the pond. Uh, but Rob Thompson obviously did a fantastic job. Congrats to mm-hmm. him. He's already under contract. They signed him at the beginning of the playoffs for a couple more years. Uh, good for him. Uh, it seems like the Phillies fans and the Phillies players all love him. So congrats to you, Embraced Rob. Him. You're our DeGrama de year. DeGrama de year. And if you think I'm changing that music to, to say DeGrama de year, you are a fool. It's going to say DeGrama de <laughs> You're week. surely it's mistaken. Come on. Doing more work. Not on my watch. All right, Brandon. We got some Feast fan questions. Some of the classics wrote in. Some of the new guys wrote in. But we got the first one. Call me Cassie and says, out of the three NL East teams, ATL, NYM, P-H-I. Brandon, can you guess what those stand for off the top of your head? Oh, boy. Uh, Atlanta right. and the Mets and the Phillies. Okay, good. I was going to give you some time to cook on it, but you uh, you stepped up. Uh, capable of signing marquee free agents. Which ones go to which teams? Now, we touched on this a little bit already, but I, I think in descending order, uh, a team's 
probably most likely to sign big superstars. I think you got to say the Mets are number one, right? They've they've yes. proven that they're willing to throw cash at anybody or anything just to kind of win a World Series. Now, um, Cohen has has. Uh, blank checks left and right. Blank checks. Maybe we got to get in on this blank check action, Brandon. How do we get it? Some blank checks. Um, I think we have to. We have to start start a hedge fund. Okay, I like that. Or yeah, some financial investments potentially. Yeah. That that seems like a a, a okay. sound investment. A sound investment. Sound. Um, I have a hundred dollars. How can I grow that? <laughs> have you seen the? Do you remember the kids movie when we were growing up? Blank check. About I do remember that, that. Yeah. Like a billionaire accidentally leaves a check without the amount of money that he's uh, that he's gonna cash it for, and then a kid finds it and spends a bunch of money on a bunch of crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. They could bring is that back a... now because we don't like the one percent now. So bring it back. That's true. Kind of a commentary, if you will, Brandon. I think so. I like where your head's at. Also, what's a bigger red flag than a kid getting like the most expensive bullshit sent to his house, like a jet ski and a bounce? House? Like you got to know something's going on at the neighbor's house if this kid's rolling out like a life size T Rex statue or something. We're gonna watch this movie. We're gonna do a review of this movie in the off season. But what was also going on in the 90s with these like rich kid movies? We had Blank Check. We had Richie Rich. Remember Richie Rich? Of course I know Richie Rich. He had a McDonald's in his house, dude. Dude, that kid. Like Devon- and then it, the sequel was Super Size Me. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, yeah. Don't look at that kid's sodium levels as an adult. He suffered a lot because of the McDonald's in his house. Um, but and then I think it goes Atlanta. I think Atlanta's obviously also proven that they're going to spend money. And and Philly, with I guess the Castellanos deal was probably their biggest longest deal. But like they're not dropping dough on these humongous free agents. Maybe maybe something changes this offseason. You know, maybe they're more capable you know of spending. What? I than, disagree. I think than, it's Mets, Phillies, Braves. I don't think the Braves are going to uh, dip into the. The big boy pond too much. You, th- you think that they've like already because of all I of think their maybe they'll snag signings. a starting pitcher, but I don't think it's gonna be Degrom level. So hmm. okay, all right. Well, there you have it, Cassian. We got a a couple different opinions on that. Uh, you like that? Feels Greek, great, baby. <laughs> feels Greek, baby. That's a that's a restaurant down the street it's, for yes. me. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, also, you like that? Kirk. It's named after a Kirk Cousins reference. I don't know. I know you're not a huge football yes, guy, but it's Kirk Cousins um, and a Jimmy G reference combined. Together. Yes, combined. It's, it's uh, a great Kirk, NFL podcast, by the way. If you check it out, listen, if you're a, if you're a football guy um, or gal uh, or non-binary pal, yeah. I, uh, I I say that you should uh, also check out. Uh, this video of Kirk Cousins after they won the game this week, Brandon, it is, he is like, like Brandon Nimmo level white dude, like a hardcore right guy, like all yeah. famously anti-vax, just like a, a really big dweeb. And he's on the private jet back from their, uh, back to Minnesota from their, their victorious win. Uh, and he's got like this humongous chain on and he's trying to act all cool. And he's like bouncing around the private jet. And it's just a very, very funny video. Definitely recommend it. If you want to check out a little silly thing. Um, but you like that feels great, baby asks. At some point in the next couple of years, does the Braves policy of locking up every single contributor into a long-term deal backfire on them? Some of these guys are going to blow out an elbow or lose effectiveness at some point. Um, we've touched on this a little bit, Brandon. I, I use the, now obviously I'm going homer mode, but I use the Trevor Rogers example. If we had signed Trevor Rogers to the deal that they signed Spencer Strider to, um, that was especially back heavy in an effort to make them have some available funds earlier uh, in the contract as opposed to later in the contract. And then Spencer Strider comes out and is 50% of what he was last year um that's a that's an awful contract i do think that there's a risk here and i think that that's one of the reasons why these guys are willing to sign early and for as long as they are is because they know that god forbid they regress that they have a contract on the books now and don't have to worry about it in the future and i think it's a risk on both sides and that's why that's why they're both willing to do it yeah i mean i think it's possible but also i i think it's i think it's fine i think it's worth the risk because if spencer strider sucks in a couple years 
the money's really not that much. They're not buying them out for twenty mil a year. Edwin Diaz money, right? Edwin Diaz money. Yeah. So I think it's fine, um, and I think it's something that uh, they're able to eat, or maybe they could swap a bad contract here or there because the the annual value is still not that high for these guys. So yeah. um, if one back backfires, I think that's okay, and the Braves can eat it. But God forbid, Michael Harris backfires, Spencer Strider backfires, then we're then yeah. we're getting to a little bit, a little bit yes. crazier. Sure, sure, sure. I agree. Um, all right, Brandon. Well, normally this is where we would do your classic segment upcoming schedule. But unfortunately, Brandon, the upcoming schedule only consists of next week's power hour. And then after that, we're going to have to sit down and chat. But we're going to do this offseason. If, if you uh, if you expect NLPs to stop putting out content when baseball's not around, you are surely mistaken. We've done movie reviews in the past. We've done album reviews in the past. We've talked, brought on great guests to chat. We've done a little bit of everything. So make sure you uh, you stay subscribed. Keep an eye out on what we've got going on. Um, Brandon, tell the people where they can find you at. They can find me at Brando Grosso. Where can they find yo ass? Find my ass at NL Feast. On Twitter, follow the podcast at NL Feast Pod on Twitter. Shoot us an email. We now have access to our email address out of maybe five months after being locked out of it. Uh, NLFeastPod at gmail.com. Any questions you ask through that platform or on Twitter, we'll make sure that we plug into the show whether or not baseball's around. If you want to ask Brandon and I, uh, uh, what's your favorite Madonna song? Shoot us a question. We'll 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 answer it on the pod. Brandon, what did you think of the uh? uh hold on, wait. Let me finish the plugs and then I'll ask you a silly question. Also, uh, leave a five star review on Apple Podcasts. Any five star review will be read on the show so long as you don't say anything shitty. All right, Brandon, what did you think of my idea for an episode where we name our top five favorite sauces? Oh, I'm into it. You like it? You're down. I mean, we have feast in the name. We have to lean into the feast. That's our marketing mm. strategy for this year. Maybe we could do re- we could just go straight Doughboys ripoff and review a restaurant or something. Oh, I'm in. Let's do it. You're in. So yeah. keep an eye out for all the silly content that we got coming up, um, and we'll do a little brainstorming. But make sure you check in next week. We're not sure exactly what day the episode will come out, but our, our second annual Power Hour will be dropping next week. Um, but yeah, I think that's it, Brandon. Anything else before we get out of here? Bye bye. Bye bye. Yeah.